The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to another TFA Throwdown. Robbie Jeffries back with Akash, and we are going over Zeke and Saquon, two of the top running backs coming off in your 2021 redrafts. Zeke going at the 107, and then Saquon going at the 106. So they are back-to-back, both top seven running backs right now for you. And I'm going to kick it off first, Akash. I gave you the floor first, but we're going to go age uh, here uh, before beauty on this one. Um, I'm going to start off with kind of just recapping Zeke's 2020 and and everything that went wrong with it, right? Because the Cowboys really just fell apart in, in the 2020 season. Uh, first, he gets COVID in late June. It kind of wrecks his training regimen. It goes all the way. Uh, he, he doesn't actually come back until like mid-July from that. So he's starting the, the season behind the eight ball from a, just a preparation standpoint. Uh, then the offensive line, they lose both their tackles, uh, all pro tackles, as well as the starting center and Zach Martin, they all combined to miss 39 starts. So obviously that's not going to help um, your starting running back. And, and then the big one that we all know, right, Dak goes out in week five uh, against the Giants. And the entire offense basically goes from a top five operating and scoring offense all the way uh, to a bottom five offense. And, and basically Zeke was a top three running back through those first five weeks with a, a healthy Dak. So uh, on top of that, Zeke was bothered by hamstring and calf injuries in the second half of the season. Uh, the one that we remember, he missed one game where Tony Pollard came in and did really well. Um, so, you know, all of that adversity, and this guy still finishes his running back 11. I think that's kind of the thing for me that so much went wrong with his, his season last year, and he still managed uh, to be a running back one. And now if you fast forward to to today, right, as we sit here in 2021, we have a, a Dak back. We have a healthy offensive line. Um, we have Zeke operating probably in the best shape that he's been in uh, for a while, honestly. A lot of people, a lot of reports have been coming out. Hard Knocks has really shown that. So um, I think we're, we're seeing Zeke that, that's ready uh, – to kind of return back to his prior years, but prior to 2020, um, we have an offense that's looking to get back on track like they were the, through the first five weeks of the season, uh, going back to the 2019 season. Uh, and so honestly, if you look back at, at Zeke's history, he's just consistently a top five back. He has that upside um, where he's locked in with his volume, with his um, the efficiency that he gives you with that volume. So um, I'm, I'm locked in with, with Zeke being the pick over Saquon. Uh, what say you? Um, well, my thinking is very much influenced by Pat Corain at Pat Corain on Twitter. His very well-written articles on RB and legendary upside. So what you want for running backs 
is you want seasons like CMC's huge 2019 season, Todd Gurley's huge 2017 season, Kamara's 2020 season. You want running backs that have tremendous upside of like 24, 25 plus points per game. Zeke's never hit that in his, in his career. Saquon hit 24 in his rookie year. In his first season in the NFL, Saquon hit the hit legendary upside pretty much. He showed that he can be that. He has a history. He saw a 20% target share in year one. He was a tremendous receiver in college. He's a tr tremendous runner. He has the upside of seeing 100 targets, basically. And that's what you want for legendary upside. Because without 100 targets, you're not going to be able to hit legendary upside. Last year, we saw... Derrick Henry rushed for 2,000 yards. He was the eighth running back in NFL history to do that. And he still wasn't able to finish as an as BRB1. That was Alvin Kamara, who had half the rush, half the rush attempts, half the rushing yards, and still, because receiving matters so much, finished as the RB1. He had the legendary upside. And Crane writes in his article: Ezekiel Elliott finished as 2020's RB9 with 232 PPR points. He had a 2.7% win rate. That is very, that's very bad for basically looking at best ball win rates. It's a lot easier to determine whether or not the draft pick was a good pick or a bad pick based on the ADP, because you don't have to worry about the variables of starting players, dropping players. You just have whether you win or whether you lose. And so on average, eight on average in 12 team leagues, you'll see 8.3% or one out of 12 players win their league. So 2.7% win rate is horrible. That is not what you drafted him to be. Karen continues to say, in fact, Elliot has just one season above a 10% win rate, his rookie season, which was his only season with an ADP outside of the top seven picks. Zeke Elliott, again, is being picked in the top seven picks. He is being drafted as if he has, he's being drafted for his safety, basically. You're saying, well, this guy's going to get the workload. He's got the workload for years and years. He's locked into the contract. They're going to feed him the ball. He's going to be, he can be a top five guy just based on workload, but he's not going to give you the upside that you want. He's going to get you, at best, you get, he'll get you probably about 18 points per game. He hasn't hit 20 points per game since his prime back in 2018. He's been on the, de the decline ever since. So with Zeke Elliott, the range of outcomes is he goes back to his old self, old self and his old self is pretty average for where you picked him. He's not giving you the upside that you want. Or, and the downside is, well, okay, we were wrong. He is on the decline in his 2020 season. That was the first sign of decline, and he busts horribly in 2021. Whereas for Saquon, you have the legendary upside. You have 100 target upside. You could say he even has the upside to rush for 2,000 yards. He has tremendous upside, even off of an injury. He's still a tremendous athlete. He's off the PUP list, and Saquon has the upside to break fantasy, which is what you want in the first round because – if you want safety in the first round, you should just draft a wide receiver. There's an old adage that says you can't you can't win your draft in the first round, but you can definitely lose it. That's absolutely not true. You can definitely draft league winning players in the first round. But if you want safety, just draft a wide receiver. They bust a lot less. They get hurt a lot less. And Zeke is not my pick over safety. Yeah, man, I, I will agree with the uh, 
your last statement there that, that you absolutely can win your league in that first round. And, and, and again, these guys are really close for me and they're really close for drafters. And that's why we're doing this. I, I think when we talk about the risk for Zeke and what we're looking for, for a potential decline, I think we have to look at, at the same for Saquon, right? There's a couple of things that worry me in this offense that I want to touch on. One, I think that's, we'll just get this one out of the way. It's him coming off of a major surgery, a major injury, right? We're talking about ACL, MCL, and meniscus. This is not a use your typical run-of-the-mill ACL injury. They come back within seven months and they're going, right? He's been out a little bit longer than they expected. He is off the pup and he's starting to get back into practice. But we've seen a, a, a lot of uh, backs over the years that they don't operate back to 100% capacity that first year back from an ACL, MCL, and meniscus uh, tear. So we, we're, we're thinking that maybe he can have that AP season where a, AP does the same thing and he comes back and kills it the next year. But other than that, we're looking at a ton of examples where these guys are operating at 70, 75, 80% of their former selves. Rarely do they get back to the 100% selves that very next season, which we're at with Saquon. So I'm concerned a little bit about the efficiency that we've seen from a, from a normal Saquon, right? That the beast that is, I'm worried about a little bit less of a workload, especially early in the year. They brought in Alfred Morris. Are they going to kind of supplement him instead of getting 20 carries a game? Is he going to be down at 15, 16, you know? Um, and then just just how he responds getting back in, in, into game form and then, you know, with the pads on going full game mode, right? So I, I think that's a, a minor concern for me where I'll, I'll have a look. Well, that's one risk, right? So the second one is his role in the pass game. I think you hit on it. That's the big thing that people say vaults Saquon above Zeke, right? Well, the problem is the, the team's changed a ton since 2018. His 2018 was fantastic. They don't have Eli Manning. They don't have the same offensive core. They don't have the same coach. They're a totally different team now. And the biggest piece of that is Eli Manning, I think. Eli Manning gave him 7.5 targets per game um, when he was the quarterback with Saquon in 2018. We saw that absolutely change when Daniel Jones took the helm. And now he's down to a 5.5 uh, targets per game. And that was in his uh, 2019 season where he played 13 games um, uh, before he got injured that, that year as well. So... I get the the upside. We've seen it before, but we're talking about Kenny Galladay's now come to town. That's an alpha wide receiver. I get that he's hurt right now, but we're not expecting him to miss the season or anything. Um, they, they drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round and, and Kadarius Tony. So I don't think we see that target share uh, that we saw for Saquon in 2018. He's not going to get to 121 targets. I think we're talking about more in the realm of 80 targets. If he gets to 90, that'd be a, that'd be probably a good year for him um, with these other weapons, specifically Kenny Galladay be added added to the mix. So uh, the last thing is, is just that offensive line, man. Um, I get it. He is a natural uh, talent. Uh, you know, he is a fantastic talent, but we still have to, to say that the offensive line situation is going to be one of the worst in football, if not the worst. We're talking about Andrew Thomas, who was a bust so far. He's only been in the league for one year, so I don't want to fully label that, but he was not good last year. Will Hernandez has not been fantastic since they drafted him. Um, you know, they lost Kevin Zeitler a couple years ago. The, the offensive line could be a, a 30 or worse offensive line. So you're talking about injury risk. The passing volume won't be what it was in 2018. It's probably going to be capped a little bit more than it was. Um, and then the league's worst offensive line or one of the worst offensive line. That top five pick just has enough risk at it where I'd rather go with Zeke, who I don't think he's in decline. I think we just saw so many injuries around him and injuries to himself and COVID that he will have a bounce back year. In terms of injury risk for Saquon, you know, like typical ACL return, you'll see between nine to 12 months and you said seven, but studies shows like 
around nine to 12. So nothing, there's nothing wrong with returning in 12 months. The real problem is when you have players like Rashad Penny who are out for longer than that, if I remember correctly, and they're still limited and they're still, and, but Saquon, as we approach week one, week one will be almost exactly you're removed from injury. And so he's on the later side. He's already off the pup list. He's already moving well in practice. You know, if you want, you want to listen to reports and stuff, which it can matter if, if they're moving around well in practice after a big injury. And so with Saquon, I believe this could be be me putting my blinders on maybe, but I believe he's back to pretty close to 100%. You know, I've, I've uh, seen physical therapists talk about it, like Bond talk about it on Twitter. I've seen them talk about how Saquon, his athleticism, makes it so that he's less likely to see a big decline after post-injury and there's a good there's a solid chance that he returns back to normal saquon and even say nine ninety percent of saquon i would take ninety percent of saquon over a hundred percent of zeke especially when a hundred percent of zeke is still on the decline and a hundred percent of zeke now is still about like 75 percent of zeke's prime to your point about targets you're right Targets to running backs are influenced by QB and coach, but they're also influenced by the running backs. The running backs who are really good receivers, they'll get receiving looks. He was a tremendous receiver in college. He broke all sorts of receiving thresholds for running backs. His his receiving thresholds in college would have, would have looked solid for a wide receiver, basically, or a tight end. But he's a running back. He saw insane receiving usage. He did it in his rookie season. Even last, even uh, in 2019, he saw a 50% target share, which is still really good. It's something that Zeke hasn't hit since 2018. You know, so you talk about Kenny Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, he has a build of an alpha receiver, but he's definitely not an alpha receiver in terms of target share. He sees around 21, 20% target share every year, pretty much since he broke out in 2018 as a top 24 back. And then you have Evan Ingram, who saw a 22% target share last year. He's been around 20 for his whole career. Kadarius Tony, who I'm not going to label anyone a bust so early, like you said about uh, Thomas, their guard. But, you know, if I had to pick one wide receiver in this class to be a bust, it would be, you know. So I'm not scared of that. I'm not scared of that. And also target share is sticky. So we'll see that even if Galladay carves out, carves out the role that he carved out in Detroit, which he probably will, Ingram keeps his role. Maybe even Tony gets a role. Shepard keeps a role. We'll still see Saquon maintain the target share that he commands. And he commands a good target share because he's a great... We're looking at... If we see something close to 2018 Saquon, we're looking at like 18 to 20% target share, which is top three in the league. That's up there with CMC and Kamara in receiving. And if not, we're looking at like levels like maybe like something like Swift at the worst, like 12%. And we're looking at guys like... Eckler at like 15, 16%, 17%, probably if, if you want to be pretty mid-range of his range of outcomes. And so for receiving, I think there's definitely definitely going to be uh, a good floor for receiving, and there's definitely a really high ceiling for, for receiving. And as for injury, I think that he he's, the reports are good. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll come down a lot to to that scoring, right? Like if these guys are going to be, uh, in my opinion, similar volume, uh, probably Saquon a little bit more passing, uh, potentially Zeke a little bit more rushing. 
what my thought is it might come down to that score in offense and, and who can can win that touchdown uh, for rushing and receiving touchdown games. So we will have to see. Uh, but Akash, we will let everybody make their opinions off of our arguments uh, here in the comment section. So please let us know who you thought uh, won this debate. Do you guys like uh, the Zeke side? Do you guys like the Saquon side? Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel because we have a lot more player versus player throwdowns coming your way. We'll see you on the next video. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.